And I'm Nikki Ray. And you have yes. tuned in to Unsung Unwrapped. We unwrap every episode of TV One series, Unsung. Yes. And we are talking yes. about Bobby Valentino. During this episode, and I know I came to know about Bobby V through Mister. What about you, Nikki? Um, that's actually how I learned about him because I love ATL. Okay, and so Blackberry Molasses is on the ATL <gasps> soundtrack. Blackberry Molasses. So anytime I hear that song, it just takes me back to the film. Man, that's such a great song. Like, I honestly. And we'll go, we're going to get into this episode, but I really wish we would have found out a little bit more about Mister. Like to me, Mister is unsung, for real. Like in a se- okay, and <laughs> Nikki's making faces with me. I think one thing we'll start talking about is the difference between unsung and unmentioned, yes. <laughs> maybe. Yes. And I think the thing about Mister is that there are artists that have had like one hits but they're very impactful and i feel like blackberry blackberry molasses is one of those songs and then we heard i mean just radio silence i don't even remember a second single so i think for that reason it would be interesting to know a little bit more about mr but what we did find out in this episode was the other three members did join bobby v during the episode so it was nice it was nice to to see them it was a nice reunion it was nice to see them and they sounded great they really did they really did. So that was that was nice that they're all still here and present with us because that's not always the case. So we're going to break this episode down like we always do, right? Mm-hmm. So we say that the pinnacle, the perfect example of an unsung episode is the DeBarge family. So if you've never seen the DeBarge episode, We kind of analyzed it, broke it down into six different areas. And we looked through the lens of the DeBarge episode to help us kind of understand the stories of other artists. Those episodes would be church, addiction, business deals, right? Some that go awry, relationship issues, solo aspirations, and happily ever after or a never ending story. Where did the Bobby V episode uh, rank against our six degrees of the bars, Nick? Maybe like three out the six. All right. Well, let's talk about those three out the and, six. And, and, and before we get into it, we have to say that we don't expect every artist to go through the trials and the tribulations exactly. of the bars. So we don't exactly. want people to think that you just want that drama, but it does make it interesting. Yeah, there are certain themes that are just very prevalent in all of the episodes. Like, just that's just really, and I think it's not even so much about unsung as it is about the music industry. This really is a tale of so many of our artists and what they go through in the music industry. And it just so happens that these themes just run rampant. I will say something that, that interests me that I didn't realize before. Usually when we hear about these artists, they're talking about how they came from poverty. We came from the projects. 
and you know we wanted to get out the projects that was the goal and so we could we had this talent and we worked our way up into stardom but that's not the case with Bobby Valentino because he was middle class like yeah his they he he mentioned that or his sister rather mentioned the honestly PK twice yeah PK twice that they were pastor's kids and physicians physicians kids and how I think she even kind of alluded to that, how it's usually a different story, but for them and all their friends that they grew up with, they grew up in a very, you know, like you said, middle class, two-parent household, you know, and it was a little different than a lot of the beginnings that we hear on Unsung. Right. He talked about living in the same area as like the mayors or former yeah. mayors of Atlanta. So I'm like, okay, like this is different because you don't expect um, maybe cert- certain trials and tribulations to come for him growing up middle class you're not talking about my mom was on crack i'm not trying to be funny i was actually just watching the not the nas documentary and i was hearing the stories of other artists not nas in particular but the the people around him the things that he he witnessed so i thought that was very interesting that he kind of came up straight middle class which kind of does play into his persona with the kind of like gap look sometimes like yeah 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 that kind of fit into who we know bobby valentino yeah bobby v-neck is actually what i like to call him because one thing about bobby you're gonna see his chest i never thought about that but oh yeah you're gonna see bobby's chest i mean that's that's a part of the appeal right i guess you gotta keep pushing on, the sun don't rain all the time. There's gonna be some heartache and pain. Okay, so one thing we know about Atlanta is rich in Okay, so when you think about acts coming out of Atlanta, it's this rich tradition of worthwhile music coming out of the city. And so you think, okay, when you start hearing about the strip of um, Bobby V, it's going to be the same thing. And it does start that way, right? Because it starts that way with Tony Hightower introducing um, them to Ian Burke. And Ian Burke had kind of the beginning connections with TLC and Outkast and Goody Mob. So we know right there we have serious, yeah. like, musical oh, such cred, a good time. Right. right? And so they signed Mr. in 1994. And like you said, you have Blackberry Molasses. And you kind of feel like this is going to be the direction, right? That one song almost felt like the possible direction of a group. It was such a beautiful, haunting, it is such a beautiful, haunting song to me. And it's almost like, it reminds me of, not not that they're the same genre, but it reminds me of how when Goody Mob on Unsung was talking about how they did soul food and how they were talking about their upbringing and the things that they went through. I think it was really unique for a group as young as Mr. to have a song like this that was just so deep and just kind of like moody. You know what I mean? Kind of dark. It wasn't like your normal like bubblegumish or love, you know, love song for the ladies or anything. It was a very different kind of song. I think that's why it's has the longevity that it's had. But I think the problem that happened which can happen with young artists is that they don't have a clear vision of what 
young artists are going to do or be. And we were just watching another bad creation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing about Mike Bivens is that he had a clear idea mm-hmm. of what th- this group of young people were going to look like, right? Oh, they they could have used someone with Mike Bivens' vision. Right. Put it that way. Right. So I almost feel like Blackberry Molasses was like a song that somebody submitted and they were like, yeah, let's smack that on the album. That sounds like a hit. But they didn't first sit down and decide what vision are we putting out here? What image are we putting out here for these young people? Jermaine Dupri did it with with um Crisscross. Yeah. That he did it with um Escape. Escape. He mm-hmm. knew exactly this is what we're going to put out. But when Mr. It didn't seem like there was very long term thought. Yeah, they saw talent but didn't have a clear uh plan. And so it faded away. Yeah. Right. And some albums just don't hit, unfortunately. Right. You know. Wrong time, wrong music. Wrong time, wrong music. I mean, there's, there uh, there have been other, um, one thing that they mentioned was that during that time, there were a lot of 90s R&B groups. A lot of competition. A lot of competition. You know, there are certain groups that I love, like I love their albums to this day that really never saw the light of day that much. You know, like other singles, they might have had like some singles that didn't do that great, but I love the album cuts. Right. You know, like there's so many of those groups, unfortunately, that just didn't have the recognition because it was so saturated at that time. And it was just so hard to rise to the top. Right. Everybody can't be at the top at the same time. You can't. You can't. There's not. But... Okay, but this is what bothers me about that. Also, during that time, we had boy bands. Actually, that was a little later. So you had the Instincts, and you had Backstreet Boys, and you had all these other, which I know is pop. I was about to say. It's pop, and it seems like there was more room for those pop acts. I don't know why it was different for R&B bands. Pop groups are widely accepted across the globe, mm-hmm. right? So they can play in France and they can play in Kentucky. Yeah. And they can play in Miami. But especially with African American artists, we t- and we've said this before, we tend to put them in a box. We feel comfortable with them in a box. And they don't get the exposure, right? Because maybe if they would have some crossover hits, mm. we would still be talking about that group, but probably not on this show. I think you're exactly right. Yeah. I right? think that's what happened to Mr. You. Yeah. That's exactly right. So we have that transition, right? The group breaks up. They have to go their own ways because the music is just not connecting with the audience or it's not getting the promotion that it needs. Whatever the case is, the group dissolves. And now Bobby has to find out who he is. So he doesn't necessarily in the group look to be a solo artist, but the opportunity, you know, kind of arises because he's still in the music and he's at Clark. Atlanta University, because his parents are like, listen, you cannot be up in this house. Oh, yeah, what you're going to do is go to college. <laughs> what you're right. going to do, okay, is not sit on this couch and just hum a little diddly. You I better be in go the studio ahead. at night. Right, 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 right. right. That, that's what you're not going to do. But he, I, I respect the fact that he still chased his dream because he talks about how he went to school in the day and then he went to the studio at night. If nothing, he's consistent. Right. And so I, I have to give credit to the hustle. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The fancy cars, the women in the caviar. You know who we are, cause we're pippin' all over the world. The fancy cars, the women in the caviar. You know who we are, cause we're pippin' all over the world. Singing hoes. Alright, so 
own daddy, but most importantly, he now joins a part of the disturbing the peace. Which is Luda. Luda! Right? And so you think doors are going to open, but like many artists, you find out you really have to, you don't get like a free pass. You have to put your grind in it. And he was no different than any other artist that we've discussed on the show. In that right. Way. He didn't get a pass because of Blackberry Molasses no. by no means. No. That didn't open doors for, like, you did that one song and we're going to put you on 10 other things. No. That's not what happened. Okay, so we're going to break, put a little pin in how we usually do this. Because I think we need to have a real conversation. This episode left me with more questions than answers. We are not taking anything away from Bobby Valentino. He had some hits. He... Worked with Luda. He worked with Lil Wayne. His hooks are dope. But if we're talking about Unsung, Mm. the show, I think we have some questions that we would hopefully like for somebody to respond to. No disrespect intended. One of the first things we need to be honest with is we don't quite understand or necessarily agree with what is considered unsung. Yeah. So I think to really break this down, we have to talk about what is unsung. So, Toy, what is your definition of unsung? Unsung to me would be an artist that had a very significant impact on the landscape of music, but their story has been untold. And maybe they're not as recognized they're not recognized widely as they should be. That's how I see Unsung. Somebody who's made an impact. They might not have been the best vocalist. Right. But whatever they did significantly enhanced the culture or inspired the musical culture that singers or other acts are inspired by them. That's excellent. Yeah. Right? So to me, Unsung is Rochelle Farrell. She's yes. a brilliant artist a brilliant teacher of music and any true jazz inspired lyricist studies her. Yeah. Right. So when I think about unsung, I'm thinking about somebody who deeply influences the culture, inspires other artists and makes us greater as a, as a musical community. Mm -hmm. That being said, I do have questions about, Bobby Valentino being a part of this episode. Not that Bobby Valentino doesn't have talent. So let's not confuse talent with the idea of being unsung. Right. right. Bobby Valentino, he he put in the work. Um he definitely has talent, but I think the challenge we had for this episode was how did he end up as an unsung an unsunger. <laughs> an unsunger. Right. Why was this not considered? I'm not saying it wasn't considered, but why was this not on why was this not an uncensored episode? Why was this not an episode on uncensored? I feel like Bobby V would have been excellent for a show like Uncensored because of we don't know what happened with Mr. He has very his career started kind of early. Some of the things that weren't really mentioned that you brought up when we spoke about this episode earlier was the fact that he's been on Love and Hip Hop 
okay so my experience with bobby valentino is not based on any of his music i i do know his songs but it was because i like reality television and to me bobby valentino is the is the dude who brought the chicks to the <laughs> cabin with, with benzino and you know kirk frost ended up having an affair with Rashida. So when you say Bobby V to me, right. that's who Bobby V is. And he's the same dude that when Kirk Frost um, apologized to Rashida and brought her like a, a Bentley or whatever, he was at the house singing. I'm like, oh, that's who Bobby Valentino mm-hmm. is. So he has a, a place. I'm just question, is that place in Unsungville? Yeah. And I don't think it is is there were some challenging things that happened that they mentioned like it seemed like he put they tried to make it seem like he put little wayne on i mean and we know that was not the truth i felt that was a little disrespectful i mean i know they were saying well bobby v was a little higher up at the time but when you listen to little wayne on that track Little Wayne is still Little Wayne. Because if that was the case, then every other hit that Little Wayne would have had afterwards would have sounded like the hit that he had with Bobby V. Right. And that definitely is not how that popped off. Right. So, this episode is a little challenging to us. Yeah. It 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 would have fit great with Uncensored. Unsung, I really feel that they missed the mark on this. It, it's almost like... You know how you have an album that's like really good, but they're like album fillers, <laughs> right? This felt like an episode filler for sure, right? And and it doesn't take away from the fans because I was going online and I was watching his videos, um, and his fans love him, so it doesn't take away from that. It's just that I'm trying to figure out what impact did he have on the culture. Now they keep talking about the the Asian R and B kind of fusion sound um and they talked about it like it was new jack swing uh they did okay now slow down was a record like that 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 track what tim and bob did with that track was so dope even though lyrically i think that is one of the most ignorant songs i've ever heard i saw you walking No, 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 no. I just want to look at that blue. I don't want to see your smile. I don't even want to see if you have a full mouth of teeth. I just, no, no. Don't turn around. I want to get to know you, but don't turn around. That's the most ignorant song. But that instrumental I rock with, for real. <laughs> you know, and I understand, like, if that song in itself had really did have a great impact on radio. You heard it everywhere. But did that, did that sound transition? You know, well, let me ask. I don't think it did, but I want to go back to something that you said about the fans when you were looking at the reactions on the videos and just pose this to you. Nikki and I are both in our mid-40s. Thanks, Toy. Hey, man. It is what it is. Um, 
Do you think we just aged out? This, do you think that maybe we're just not his audience and maybe we're just not getting something? We're absolutely not his audience, but I also think that we have almost 50 or not more than 50 years, even though we're in our mid 40s. We have all the music that came before us that our parents listened to. So we compare everything against Earth, Wind & Fire, Temptations, great singers, Isley Brothers. We grew up on real musicians, real instrumentation. And even when it switched to like the electronic sound, we could still appreciate it. It was something new. And we still loved like Shannon. When we mm-hmm. did the episode on she, yeah. she's a vocalist, right? Right, and she had a lot of power. So I think yes, we did kind of age out in this way, and I think TV One, um, respectfully, is trying to incorporate a new generation. I'm just when we start with Bobby Valentino, I'm just saying, are you saying that there was nobody else from that? You know period? what? I like that you said that because now I'm thinking about. The fact that perhaps a group like Immature would be a good unsung. Because we're talking about a group that started out very young, a group that gave us Marcus Houston, a group that gave us a lot of, there's a lot more depth in that story as far as how they started out. Um, There's some, there's some Immature songs I still really like, you know, like I said, Marcus Houston, which then of course gave us B2K, which of course gave, you know what I mean? Like that whole, and that whole like era of music was just a little bit before Bobby Valentino, when they had the Scream tour, he was on the Scream tour with Little Bow Wow. So there's like a whole class of artists that. I knew because maybe the, the the girls that I babysat, you know, liked them, and I might have liked some of their songs. So I maybe it maybe it's not that we aged out. Maybe it's just it's just a selection. This is just a selection. And again, it's not any disrespect to Bobby Valentino. I don't I don't want to come off that way. I just think that if we looked in, if this is how we're going to kick off this new era of music for for unsung, it was that the strongest choice to kind of bring yeah a new generation in and i just think that there should have been some other choices i agree with you so i I know this feels different than our other episodes but it's not just about us looking at the artists but also looking at the television show we're talking about the bobby v episode right and he contributed to the atlanta sound you know, you have Young Jock on there. You have Lua Benzino. Um, you have the Southern Sound with Wayne. I like what he did with Timberland. Timberland's track felt like a Timberland yeah. thing. But if you say, is there a showstopper? Is there something where another artist looked at what Bobby V did and said, I want to do that? I, w- I don't see that. I don't see that either. Are there artists? Here's a question. Are there artists? that still inspire in the later generations of musicians you know Bobby Valentino were like nah. but are there artists coming out that we think still inspire other artists to be great that is a great question and I do think that there are some that I think just the way that they inspire is a little different I think in terms of this generation of artists you have the Jasmine Sullivans. I was about to say that inspire vocally. 
But then, and not to take away from Solange's vocals, because I am a Solange fan, mm-hmm. um, I think you have people like Solange, and even let's say SZA, which lyrically, and the the topics that they touch upon, and the emotions that they touch upon, inspire in that way. Okay. Solange's artistic freedom and expression, I think, inspires people in that way. Do we have singers like they had in the 70s that were inspiring like Patty and Aretha and Gladys and Luther and Teddy and Peebo and Jeffrey and on and on and on? No, no, we do not. And I'm here for every argument that says anything against that. Um, But I think that the inspiration is just a little different now. I think that's because the record company is trying to make the quick dollar. So it's the quick hit. Even with, with Bobby Valentino, you know, there was a point where he put out three albums in three years. He put out, okay, that goes back to my point where I said, if nothing, he is consistent. He, he has consistently gotten deals, which goes back to a previous point. There's an audience that, that just does not include us. Because what we do know is that labels are quick to drop you. So if someone is, has been quick to, to drop him in the past, but yet he's able to get more deals and more money behind to make these albums, it's not like he's making these albums out of his garage and he's funding them himself. Like he's gotten actual deals. That means that there's just an audience that we're just not familiar with. Now, I'm not going to backtrack and say, and that makes him unsung. No, it absolutely does not. Not to me. But there is an audience that has the interest that will continue to buy his albums and support if he goes on tour. Now, I think what's interesting is that his friend said that Bobby at one point was chasing hits, chasing a sound. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it said it, um, it was very frustrating for him, even to the point where he was just changing a sound and not being, or chasing a sound and not being true to himself. And that goes back to artistry. Who are you as an artist? Right. Whatever you love to do, whether it's singing, um, playing instruments, you write poetry, you should be willing to to do that thing, whether you get paid a million dollars for it or zero. If nobody ever hears your songs, you just do it because you love music that much. And I honestly think that's the kind of artist he is because he has consistently made records and he continues to play out he's like i do believe in what i saw on that show that he loves music that much. i believe that that has been his train of thought since he was singing in church i'm just trying to figure out i still don't know who he is as an artist if you if somebody said to me who is bobby valentino i can tell you who jasmine sullivan is as an artist mm-hmm. i i love jasmine sullivan and she's a an amazing creative, okay? But if you ask me, based off of his music, who is he? Would I have an answer? If I just took his catalog alone, I believe he loves music. I believe that he's a creative. I just don't, it doesn't feel like he's nailed it down yet, who he is. And sometimes that, that could actually be a reason why a project falls. It's because we don't really know who the artist is enough to continue to buy in. And to connect to it, right. You know, because there's a point where your good looks aren't going to sell albums anymore. 
curly hair is not going to sell. And that, I'm not knocking it, but we know that record companies market packages. He's right. a nice looking man. Still to this day, he's a nice looking man. But eventually, your audience grows. We mature. And now the curly hair and the pretty skin and all the aesthetics don't move us like content. Right. And I don't know if he has truly decided what that content is going to be. What's inside of him that's coming out. And what is it that would actually carry him into unsung status that we can say, yes, and now this person is unsung. So I would take this episode truly as maybe a challenge, right? A a dual challenge if you, you know, if Bobby Valentino heard this, I would hope that he wouldn't be offended. Although it it feels kind of painful a little bit. Wait, Bobby V, because we have to mention yes. that he was Bobby Valentino, and then there was somebody in Bob that name that was named Bobby Valentino in Europe, and he sued that, the heck out of. Him. I mean, came for him hard, and Bobby V is what we know him as right now. So I would take this as a challenge. If if I was him, okay. Do I consider myself unsung? In other words, have I impacted the musical community in a way that ins- that whatever I did inspired somebody to be greater? Or they want to take a little bit of who I am or what I've contributed and parlay that into something else? That would be my challenge to him. Because at this point, I just don't think it's he's there yet. Not saying he can't be there. I think you're right. He should be on Uncensored, not necessarily on Unsung yet. That could, you might need a do-over. Yeah. My challenge to him is, um, please put Mr. Back Together. And He sounded amazing. He did. My challenge, put Mr. Back Together. Give us Blackberry Molasses and New Mr. Songs and uh, tour with um, the remaining members of High Five. Okay, I'm not going to comment on high five, but I actually think that that's a brilliant idea because they're now men. And taking that kind of sound of Blackberry Molasses, they're now old enough to really represent those types of lyrics. Mm, Their harmony on this episode was phenomenal. Probably absolutely better than when they were kids because mm. they've developed more vocally. Right. So I think that, that Bobby Valentino, I think that's the perfect idea. I think they should put Mr. Beck together. I like it. Go on tour 702. Why do I you keep it. going there? We love to see it. <laughs> you know, you know, I love a reunion throwback. But the thing, uh, want to be Budweiser Superfest lineup. But the lineup. thing with 702 and, and groups like that is that we're riding off of their past, but I think the Mr. would have a future. I do think Mr. would have a future. I think they would have a future. And I think, you know, boys to men is boys to men. Jodeci is Joe to wear right now. Joe to wear. I love Jodeci, but right now there's a, vo- there's a void that can be filled. Because mm-hmm. we don't really have any adult male groups anymore. Not producing new music. And I think Mr.'s young enough with that Atlanta flair. Give us Mr. Yes. I never even thought about that, but you're so brilliant. <laughs> With that Atlanta flair, what's Give the last group, big group that came out of Atlanta like that? 
Give us Mister. Give the people. Like I, I, Atlanta's put out some great groups, and I think that this would be an opportunity to fill a, a void. Bobby V, give us Mister, and not and not three other dudes that aren't Mister. Like don't no. don't Drew Hill us. Like don't Drew Hill us. Don't Drew Hill us. I like how it's a new part of speech. <laughs> if you if you can't get the other three, then drop it. But still, and and you could take there's a. A space. I love Lauren Hill. Love Lauren Hill. There's a space for songs of death mm-hmm. coming from Atlanta, from four African American males. There it is. We Young fixed males. the problem. Who knew that we were problem fixing? Look at that. Look at that. Let's start a label. Unsung, unwrapped label. <laughs> uh, un- unwrapped label. So, I know this episode is different than any other episode we've done. Because not only did we unwrap it, we actually problem solved. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew that we were problem solvers? Thank you, Toy, for being a problem solver. Hey, thanks, Nick, for being a problem solver. So I think, okay, so let's let's say that with this episode, we're going to put a pin in it because we don't really feel that Bobby Valentino is unsung. However, we believe that he, along with the other members of Mr., have the potential to be unsung. Uh huh. So does that make them? Let's go back to six degrees of the bards, though. Okay. Does that make them happily, happily ever after, or never ending story? They're in between. They're they're in between. They're not happily ever after. Um, you don't walk away feeling like they're happily ever after, right? But you don't feel like it's the drama. Usually, when we talk about never ending stories, like one piece of drama after another piece of right. drama. I think they're they're in the in between. Okay. Right? I, again, it goes back to sticking that pin in where they are now, giving us, I don't know, another 10 years of quality music with a level of maturity that we'd like to see, and then come back and talk about it again. I love it. Well, for me, this wraps up this episode of Unsung Unwrapped. You can find us on social media at Unsung Unwrapped, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those great things. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. I'm Toya Haynes. And I'm Nikki Wright. And thank you for tuning in to Unsung Unwrapped. I took two back. I'm not even close this time. And that's